Brittany Griner has been released from a Russian prison in a trade between the United States and Russia. Here's everything you need to know and our thoughts at Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, every Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Locked On Baylor. It's finals week, so it all kind of goes, meshes in together. Uh, I'm Drake Toll alongside Joe Goodman from the Bear Den Pod, Our Daily Bears, you name it. He's Joe Goodman. And I'll be transparent with all of you. I want to thank you for making this your first listen every single day and be even more transparent in saying that Joe is someone who I really look up to in not just sports media, but specifically Baylor media, uh, who has, I feel like, really mature opinions on some tough subjects. And today is that. We're going to go into Brittany Griner. We're going to go into... Chris Beard, we're going to go into Mike Leach, and I don't think there's somebody better to have on the show to give good perspective than Joe, and that rhymed too, so we'll keep it lighthearted, hopefully. Uh, like Dr. Seuss-esque. Can we say that anymore? Is that a thing we can do anymore? Yeah, Dr. Um, Seuss is cool. Dr. Seuss is, f- is full. Okay, cool. to an extent. And I, have to, I do have to say, it, it it's a bit hyperbolic for you to say that I look that you look up to me because I absolutely look up to you because you're seven <sighs> feet tall. Wow. Yes. Seven foot two. I gained another inch this past Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, speaking of seven foot two, Brittany Griner's close, man. She is close. She's tall. She's about um, six, eight. I think. Yeah, she's up there for sure. Can dunk. And Joe, man, I- I'm telling you, this whole situation is something that I have, I don't want to say avoided on the show necessarily, but I wanted to gather my thoughts and at least have all the facts lined up and, and an opinion that's properly formulated because this has become what I don't believe should be that controversial of a topic, but, but is, especially amongst Baylor fans. I, I am of the category I am wholly excited that Brittany Griner, a human person, like a, a made in the image of God, because I, I believe that person is is back. And even maybe even more importantly, in this individual scenario, an American citizen is back on home soil. Does that mean that I'm excited? The the curator merchant of death is free. No, I don't, I don't think those things are mutually inclusive whatsoever. Does it mean that I'm upset? Paul Whelan still in prison in Russia? No, not not whatsoever. But I am happy that Brittany Griner is back home. A hundred percent. The first thing that really popped into my head when this whole situation happened was it's as a human being. I mean, as a Baylor fan, Brittany stands out in a different way than just like a normal person would for, I think, most Baylor fans. We all know yeah. who she is. She's a big deal to us. But even beyond like that, I was in school at the same time as her. Like I took classes with her and you talk to people that were on campus around that time. She was, she was a presence on campus as a normal person. Like she was there around the same time. Like RG three was there. Right. When you would see RG three on campus, he was more guarded, um, you know, and like rightfully so. And he was a, he was a very normal human being. And that like, if you were like, if you were like, Hey, you know, 10 what's up like how's it going man like he'd acknowledge you say hi like whatever but he wouldn't sit there and have a conversation with you Brittany Griner was always the kind of person that she it was like she didn't know she was famous and so like she would be like more likely to be like dude your shirt is super cool let's talk to let me talk to you about it and you're just kind of like why in the world is 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 the most famous women's basketball player in the country right now talking to me like yeah it, it it was kind of reversed and so people that like actually knew her and kind of knew like the joy and the extroversion that she had that she would spread around campus during that time. She's just, she's a fully a human being more than anything else to all of us. So from day one, when we found out like she's in trouble, she's been arrested in Russia. Like it was like, 
oh my god please don't let this turn into one of these things where she's a political pawn and then yeah. of course that's exactly what happened because of the fame that she has so at the end of the day seeing her smile on a plane flying home reading a story about how she was like interacting with all the different government officials that were on the plane like helping her and how she was introducing herself and becoming on a first name basis like that sounds like her and yeah. i'm just happy that she gets to be with like this christmas she gets to be with her family and you're right there are there are thousands of americans around the world right now that are imprisoned in other countries that shouldn't be like there are soldiers that are fighting wars across the world that are defending our freedoms every single day of the week that aren't going to be home with their families and that sucks that does not mean that when one person does have something good happen to them and their family and the people that support them and and, and that are like foundational into their day-to-day -day life it doesn't mean you can't be happy about that like yeah you can still be upset that there are bad things happening in the world while being happy that one good thing happened mm. Uh, it's it's perspective a lot a lot of this to me um in that if you knew Brittany Griner personally there's not a single human being that isn't on the side of being happy she's home I mean, that that smile is what I keep hearing people who know her who were around her talk about and I think that goes true with anybody like your least favorite coworker least favorite coworker that you hate being around if they were in Russian prison you would want them home at at pretty much whatever cost. And it's the human element that's been taken out of this so much because it's been politicized. But Eamon um, tweeted out, and it's at Eamon M. And this is a bit long, but Joe, it's something that stuck out to me. Basically, and to sum it all up, saying that there are a lot of people that are upset that a and Russian ruthless arms dealer has been traded for a black American female athlete. That is what has been politicized so much about this. But in this moment, you reflect on the fact that Russia wanted a ruthless killer free the United States wanted someone who made a mistake intentionally, accidentally. They basically took the freedom of a black athlete while Russia valued a man who traffics death. Uh, and that doesn't make Americans weak. It makes us strong, knowing that we value our citizens from the biggest, the best, uh, who, who put the world, who put our country in a good light in the world. This is a two-time Olympian. I mean, this is someone who has worn USA across her chest and represented this country, whether you like or don't like she kneeled for the national anthem, she has done a lot for her respective sport and even her nation here. This isn't a weak spot for the country as a whole. I see this as something we can take pride in. You're 100% correct. Like, I 100% I agree with that. Because, like, imagine, imagine the reverse here. Like, would we really be fighting to bring home? Like, if Victor Bout were an American citizen, I don't think we'd be sitting here fighting to bring him home. Like, be like, right. okay, fine. You know, the other the other thing that I think about this too is that we we live in a super fast news society now, right? Um, I don't I don't I'm, I don't want to fall into that. We live in a society group, but <laughs> like the way that our our culture is today is that we are very headline driven, and yeah. when you see 140 or 280 characters or a headline that just says basketball player traded for merchant of death. That immediately brings emotional responses, yeah. especially if you're not given any of the context out of there. When you really dig it, like I've written a couple articles about this for our Daily Bears from the beginning. And when I was doing research and you like really dig into this, like I remember the first time I heard Victor Bout's name was the first time that the U.S. government basically said that she was wrongfully detained. Um, and they used that terminology. And then there was rumors that that was kind of the price. This was months ago that Victor Bout's name was being used. So I looked him up, never had heard of him. 
and I saw his nickname was the Lord of War. And immediately it clicked into me like, hey, that's the same name as the Nicolas Cage movie. Turns out, same guy, right? Yes. That's what that movie's based off of. So you're immediately like, holy crap, this is not a good dude. But when you really start peeling back the onion of things here, the first thing that you have to realize is he was not here for life. He was not here on a death sentence. Okay. So he was going to be free at some point anyway. He was serving a 25 year sentence. I think he started in 2011. So he's still like, at some point, we were going to yeah. let him go free. All right. He had been arrested in 2008 in Thailand. It just took three years before we were able to extradite him, bring him over here, do everything like that. So you're talking about a guy that was arrested in 2008. I don't think the iPhone 2 had come out yet. Netflix yeah. wasn't streaming yet. The world was a completely different place. So this is not a situation where we're watching X-Men, where Magneto is in a super secret, like, um, high-tech uh, cell. And then the moment he gets let out, he can go devastate a city. This is a guy that has been under lock and key, has been interrogated, investigated, followed. I mean, who knows what else the U.S. government has done to him over the last decade plus. Um, they know pretty much probably at this point all of his associates, everything that he's going to do. He's going to be tracked for life. So yes. you're, you're, you're trading nine years of Brittany Griner, which is what she was she was given, if they were ever to let her out for that, for like a decade for this guy. Um, who was going to be let out anyway. And let's be honest, <laughs> the most likely scenario for him is not walking back into Russia and saying, hey, guys, where did we leave off? I want to be arms dealer again. Most likely, like he's going to be monitored by the Russian government and by every other government that he's ever dealt with because they're all probably worried that he spilled the beans to the U.S. government on what he's doing. Yeah. The CIA, the NSA, every single U.S. agency is following this guy. If he makes a move out of step, we're going to know. It's so it you have to kind of remove your mind from thinking this is evil supervillain with superpowers that we've traded for this. No, this is a guy that like he's probably not going to go live his best life in Russia. Let's be honest. It's going to be a better life than if he had been in prison all those years here, all those years here in the U.S. But again, it's not like he's going to be go sipping like the finest wines and caviars over there right now. There, yeah. There's going to be some things that he has to deal with because he got caught. Yeah, and that's not going to—I mean, you, you mentioned it. Also, he was arrested in Taiwan in 08. This isn't the same as Brittany Griner committing the crime in Russia. Like, this guy was certainly on the U.S.'s list, but it's not a—he was stateside causing some havoc up, he, up in here. So I think there are some parallels that, that have to be—that aren't parallel, right, between these two situations. Um, to close this chapter, too, I, I saw a tweet the other day. I wish you could credit whoever tweeted it, uh, but it, I thought it was really good. It was, I would continue to speak out against— certain aspects of America because I can speak out about certain aspects of America. Uh, and that's really what Brittany Griner's career has been to me is she is utilizing the freedom that you have allowed her. And then when she uses that freedom to try to strip that from her doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and, and even moreover on this, I want to emphasize again to Paul Whelan, to his family, this wasn't a, you know, you can have Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner for bout. No, this wasn't a, you left Paul Whelan there just because you could. This was a, you can have either Brittany Griner or nothing. And, or nothing. And the U.S. said, we want we want something. And that, that something is a human being, and that's Brittany Griner. And, and I, I think that this is something that Baylor fans specifically, because it's close to home, can celebrate. Absolutely. And, and here's, at the end of the day, here's, here's what I really, truly think, is it's not fair for a lot of people that Brittany Griner got the attention that she did. It, because if we're just looking, if everybody's an equal human being, like why? Well, she's a famous basketball player. 
at the end yeah. of the day. The WNBA was behind her. The NBA was behind her. The international basketball community was behind her. Uh, so many other groups in the United States of America were behind her. That gave her an advantage that some that someone like Paul Whelan or and I wish I could remember the name. There's a teacher that's also that's also stuck in Russia right now um, that that they don't have. They don't have that kind of like political public PR juice that Brittany Griner has. And that's right. an advantage that she has because of her athletic ability. If you're the kind of person that's upset about that, that sees this and says, we should have brought Paul Whelan home because he's a Marine or we should bring the other person home because they're a teacher. And it's ridiculous that that they've been over there for you know four years and Brittany Griner was only there for a few months. If that's the way you feel, use this as your as your launch pad, man. Like this is your opportunity to speak up about those things on a regular basis, because at the end of the day, what really bothered me about a lot of the people that interacted with me on Twitter. And I thought about calling people out for this, but it wasn't going to be constructive, so I didn't do it. But a lot of people that tweeted at me when I was tweeting about Griner were saying things about Whelan. And they were saying things about how he should have been set free. I would go on their Twitter accounts and I would search how many times that since their Twitter account had existed that they talked about Paul Whelan. Almost every single time, it was only in response to somebody talking about Brittany Griner. So yeah. if you truly, like you really down down deep in your heart of hearts, care about Paul Whelan as a person and you want to bring him home, don't just talk about him when you're upset about Brittany Griner. Write your congressman. Call their offices. They're there. Talk to them. Start start a website where you're bringing people in. Get a petition. Like Talk about him on every day. Get hashtags trending on Twitter for that person the same way that groups did for Brittany Griner. Because if that's what you really want, you have to influence the government to say, this is an important thing. you got to go out there and you got to do it. Use this as your as your launch pad. Don't just use Brittany Griner as your excuse to be upset. Like if you truly and deeply care about bringing these other people home, let this be the catalyst that does it for you. Yeah. Joe, the topics don't get any easier uh, going into Chris Beard next and a lot to unpack there. But first, tell everybody home about Simply Safe. Simply Safe has kept uh, <laughs> has kept me pretty happy in the month of December. You know, most crimes happen around the holiday season, and the one way, the, the probably the best way to me to alleviate that is to have a great home security system. So, Simply Safe right now is where you and your family can stay safe this holiday season. Any of the number one home rated security system for forty percent off. That's right, locked on Baylor listeners, forty percent off. Don't put this off. Right now at Simply Safe, you can get the it's literally the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report, a third year in a row, 24-7 professional monitoring. It's really reasonably I, I like cheap is subjective, obviously, but it's certainly reasonable for a college kid. I don't have like I'm looking right now. Like no one's robbing my car right now, probably because of our big A camera setup. We have all all because it's simply safe after I got robbed. Twenty four seven, like monitoring constantly with HD cameras. They know who's coming in if somebody bad is trying to come in. Don't miss a chance to save big at simplysafe.com forward slash locked on. Simplysafe.com forward slash locked on. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Joe, this Chris Beard situation, um, and, and at the time, look at the time of us recording this, will probably change in the next. 12 hours, 24 hours, certainly a lot. Um, everything that I've seen from this, it's, it feels like that onion that progressively gets worse as you start to unpeel it and get new details. The first thing that I want to emphasize, emphasize in the situation, though, and I haven't seen a lot of Baylor fans be guilty of this, which is is really encouraging to me, but I've seen tech fans and fans of other of other schools that have come out and made a joke out of this, out of domestic violence, which ruins families, ruins lives, whether you're talking about Chris Beard or the female he assaulted. And this is something that I feel like is so serious that you take sports out of it for a second 
And that to me is, is kind of the apex emphasis for fans who are outside this situation viewing what's going on with Chris Beard. I saw a great tweet today about this and it was um, Chris Beard may not see the domestic violence joke that you make today, but a follower that you have that has, that has been a victim of domestic violence might. And that that's the core here. And I agree with you. I I've been, I have been overall extremely impressed with Twitter as a whole in this situation today. Like I, you know, you've seen the, the one-off jokes and there, there, there were some tech people that, that took this as their opportunity to take a jab at him because they're still mad. But I would say overall, I, I the, at least the tech people that I respect and follow did a great job of policing that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't see really any of it out of Baylor. I didn't see much of it out of other places. It was, it was an overwhelming reaction of, I hope the victim is okay. And yeah. To be honest with you, to think that that's kind of where we've come, com considering where I feel like we were as a group 20 years ago, I don't I don't know if that's the way it would have been for a super famous millionaire close to number one in the country football or a basketball coach, and um, especially at a flagship program like Texas. Um, but overall, man, this is just it's the worst situation because I don't personally like Chris Beard because of what he did at Texas Tech. I respect him as a basketball coach. I love watching his teams play. I love that. I love hard-nosed defensive, like down, dirty, gritty, the way that they play basketball. As a basketball fan, I'm I'm very saddened that I feel like that I'm probably not going to get to see that from, from him ever again. Yeah. Um, as a human being, I'm disappointed that somebody that worked their entire life to get their dream job make all the money in the world doing that dream job at the place that he wanted to be more than anything else in the world and not only that was let's be honest being super successful like that program on the rise like i i was every single baylor fans worried about texas i can guarantee you and a split second and you lose everything because you just made a really stupid choice um the the things that come to my mind is like mental health is important if you have anger issues get them taken care of man like there's no there's no manliness involved with anger management or therapy or anything like i don't like i don't know what happened i don't know exactly what went on there but if you ever reach a point where violence is is something that's an answer for you don't don't let yourself be put into a situation where you've got your dream job and people are talking about what you've done on twitter like because nobody wants to be in the situation that he's in right now and it's it's so tough it, it it's a topic that I thought what impressed me the most at, begin, at the beginning was how well people held off a bit. Let's get some perspective here. Be respectful until you get more. But even the affidavit and as that stuff has come out, um, basically from from what we've seen, at least as of as of last night, now in the episode's airing, um, that you know he strangles the victim for at least a few seconds, which is just awful in general. Um, and, and then after that, that there were multiple, uh, an elongated physical altercation that resulted in his arrest. And really even the arrest itself was kind of the, the worst of its kind, as you uh, per se, uh, in the police world where it's arrive at the scene immediately and take the, the assailant out as fast as possible. Um, and, and as this is unpacked, he's looking at possibly 10 years or more of, of prison time. And again, this transcends sports and is something that is sad in so many different ways for not just fans of Texas, but literally human beings, Chris Beard, his family, the victim, her family, and all this put together. 
I think you hit the nail on the head here. You never really know what's going on um, in in situations like this uh, or or in general with coaches and people that are in the spotlight. And this is another great example of if you need help, get that help. You are never bigger than those mental health problems that that you're facing. I go back to a guy like Coach Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, who's also at the University of Texas right now, who... If you would have told me when he was at the University of Washington and when he first got to USC that he had a problem with alcohol, I none of us would have guessed that. There, yeah. there, there are no signs of him as a football coach that that's there. He got the help that he needed. He he reset his life. And now he's the head football coach at the richest program in the country. And yeah. by all accounts is running that thing as well as you possibly can. I mean, there's been some hiccups there, but like the guy is the guy's alive. I'll say that about Sark when you watch him. He's alive on the sideline and he's he's passionate and he loves what he's doing. And it's because he took care of himself. Like yeah. he went and he made sure that he worked on him before he could go be a leader of other men. Um, and at the end of the day, with with Chris Beard, like I hope his family's okay. I like I hope I hope I don't I still we haven't gotten any confirmation on on who in his family this person is. There's only guesses. Um, but whoever that person is, like I, I hope that. I hope that they're okay, that they're safe. I hope that the rest of his family, um, I hope that they're not bothered by the media. Like it's going to suck. Cause like mm. now, like if you're somebody that's related to him, it's going to be tough to go on Twitter, you know, like you can't do that kind of stuff. And again, we're like right outside of Christmas right now, man. Like, and having this stuff come down on the holidays, there are so many people that are affected by this that aren't Chris Beard and aren't even the direct victim that, that I feel for. Um, yeah. and then I have a lot of empathy for, um, and I hope that at the end of this, it can at least be something where we see Chris Beard become a person that heals and becomes a person that is almost, um, you know, a, a stand up person that can can be out there at the forefront of trying to prevent people from doing this and and learning from his mistakes. And um, it's just never good because, as you mentioned, like there's there's just so many so many people that are affected by domestic violence in this country. It's it's absolutely never OK. Um I said earlier to a group of friends that I was talking to when the um, the first photo of him came out of where he was standing in handcuffs. And I said, you know, he put himself there. His yeah. actions are abhorrent. He deserves every bit of consequence that he gets, whether it's losing his job, losing his money, going to jail. Like like you mentioned, it's a maximum sentence of 10 years. He committed a felony. This isn't a misdemeanor. Um, you're talking about losing your right to vote. Like there are there are things here that are massively going to impact his life moving forward. And I said, all of that, I still can't feel, but have a little bit of empathy for the guy. Yeah. Because in, in one moment of a bad decision, your entire life falls apart. Now, I don't know if there was other things going on. Like we talked about, like, we don't know the background. I don't know if this is a continuous thing, if you've been doing this for a while, but from everything that I can tell, he lost control. And he lost everything. And it's just a reminder to all of us, I think, that you you never know what each moment brings us. And so always make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Like you got you just got to take care of yourself. And don't ever allow yourself to go down a, a, a dark road like that where you could just be in a situation where you could make one bad decision and you lose everything and your family has to deal with this because that's the true burden here. Like he's going to, he's at home right now or wherever he is. And he's upset that he's not coaching a basketball game and he's worried about what his money is going to be like everything. But 
man, his family is carrying a serious burden right now. And, and I really do pray and think about them. Uh, That's too. And being at a, at a Christian institution, you know, we're we're not a Christian show explicitly, but this is, I I try to personally, and I I don't want this to be put on you or any listeners. I I try to live out faith. And what I see, what, what faith is to me is empathy and love, Uh, whether that's to Chris Beard, the victim, his family. And in this situation, of course, he did something awful, like terribly bad. It doesn't give you the excuse to make a meme about it, to make a joke about it for the sake of not just Chris Beard, but everyone else involved and those who are involved in, in you know, situations where they're victims of sexual assault or violence or, or any of those. I think there's the, the big umbrella of Baylor. It's 2016. Like my least favorite jokes are 2016 Baylor jokes that fans from other fan bases make. This is not your free pass to dip into that well and make those jokes about UT. I'm not going to say that these are on the same level whatsoever. They don't need comparison, but it's a great example of do not do what you already don't like um, as a fan of any fan base because every one of your schools have been through some sort of controversy or scandal of this caliber. Uh, Joe, (laughs) I'm sorry that I pinned you in this show, but the last segment is Mike Leach. It it gets no easier. Um, But first, I'll tell everybody at home about... LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Baylor is currently, yesterday's show is all about it. Tomorrow's show is going to be about it, all about hiring defense coordinator right now. And they are likely, you know, if they really got a good rain on things, they're using LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Right now, you add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame at LinkedIn. The profile is right there with simple tools, screening questions, make it easy for you to focus on the right candidates with the right skills, the right experience, and you find the right hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And I am on LinkedIn jobs right now. If you want to hire me, please come hire me. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Keep in mind terms and conditions there do apply. Joe, this is another situation where we could find out a ton of information between now and when the episode airs. But the Mike Leach scenario at, I don't even want to say Mississippi State, I want to say nationally, because of how he changed what college football is today, um, really couldn't, couldn't be more tragic for a guy that no one doesn't like. Mike Leach is, I, I called him one of the special ones, which is just kind of a nod to the, the Jose Mourinho nickname from, from the EPL. Um Mike Leach is one of the first coaches that I ever remember knowing who he was as I started getting into college football when I was like 10 or 11 years old, when, when he got to tech, um, my, I, I, my sister went to OU. My mom went to OU. I grew up a Sooner fan. He was the offensive coordinator there in the late nineties, early two thousands before he took that tech job. So I remember the offenses that he ran there. And like when he got to tech and started the air raid, that was that was something that altered football for the rest of history, both from, I think, college and the NFL standpoint. Like, you go watch an NFL game right now, Mike Leach's fingerprints are all over. That's, like, what you see in there. Like, Kyler Murray is playing the night. Um, you know, we're recording this night before Tuesday. Kyler Murray's out there playing Monday Night Football with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach. Like, that doesn't happen without Mike Leach. Um, so he is special in the sense of X's and O's. And then you, you hit the nail on the head, man. There's... There is nobody that's not a that's a college football fan that legitimately dislikes Mike Leach because he's he, he was for the longest time like the only coach that never played college football. Like I don't think he played <sighs> football at any level um and still was a head coach at one of the highest levels in the country. Um 
he gave answers in press conferences that I think were unprecedented. You know, in an era of Nick Saban's and Bill Belichick's in football, where the goal is to give the media the least amount of information as you possibly can, you have Mike Leach sitting there talking to a guy about how to plan his wedding and joking about whether or not you should have strawberry shortcake or blueberry pie at your wedding. Like, that's the kind of person he is. I read read a story today about him where a, a person gave him a ride in Norman, Oklahoma, when he was a coach there. They ended up talking for an hour in the car about how great living in an apartments were. And then the guy, Leach, gets out of the car and goes to his apartment. 20 years later, the guy's son who was in the car has a conversation with Mike Leach about apartments, says, you told the same thing to my dad 20 years ago. And Leach says, yeah, I remember. The guy didn't believe that Leach remembered. And then at the very end, he said, by the way, tell your dad thanks for the ride. Like, that's who Mike Leach was as a person. And like... He, he landed on like weird ends of the political spectrum that I think people didn't agree with, but he still, because he was so genuine as a human being and you yeah. always knew what you got out of Mike Leach, everybody loved him. And we, we don't have any news yet about what the final answer on his situation is. I haven't heard anything good, but man, I hope if there's a miracle out there to be had, it's, it's, it's for Mike Leach. He's the guy that needs it. Um, and he's uh, certainly quirky and mumbles and says things you wonder why, what, and veers away from sports so often. And I've always thought, like, does he ever get tired of reporters asking him these zany questions? But I, I genuinely think the answer is no. The more I see, he almost embraces it or asks for whatever is next. Because if you give him a football question, it's like he's full stop. I, mean, I don't really want to answer that. I want to just talk about things that matter more than football. To him, it felt like life mattered so much more than football. Uh, he talked about watching Netflix in season. I, how many football coaches watch Netflix in the fall? Uh, and he did. He did. So there's so much about Mike Leach that I – and there's a great quote out there. You know, uh, you know, college football, be scared. If Mike Leach gets a hold of the athletes at Texas or Oklahoma or Alabama, if he ever had those guys, it, it was over for the rest of the college football world. And – we, if if we do lose Mike Leach, and man, I hope we don't, you lose the, I, I don't want to say the architect wholly, but the original, the originator of what Baylor was in 2011, of, yep. of what these great offenses of the last decade have been, two decades have been, start with Hal Mummy and Mike Leach, Leach being slightly more sane than Hal Mummy, really brought Baylor fans so much joy over the last decade. Absolutely. And you think like you think about there's no Dave Aranda without Michael Leach. Look without yeah. Michael Leach. He was a grad assistant. Like here, like a list like uh, and uh, I'm not I'm not as big a fan anymore, but like Art Bryles, that doesn't exist without Mike Leach. Jeff Choate, Sonny Dykes, Greg McMacken, Ruffin McNeil, Dave, Dana Holgerson, Seth Luttrell, Lincoln Riley, Ken Wilson. Like those are all guys that have been head coaches. Tom Herman. Well, I mean, like not Tom Herman, Tom Herman. Uh, Graham, Tom Herman, Graham Harrell, Graham Harrell sticks out as like the you Cliff Kingsbury guys that even played for Leach and became that style of offensive mind. Yeah, he's his tree is special. It truly, truly is a special tree. And it's weird that there's defensive guys in there, too. Right. Because yeah, you yeah. think about him as such an offensive mind. But the I I think one of the core reasons why his tree is special isn't because necessarily he was a genius, which I think he was. He was a visionary. He was a college football genius. I think the most important thing onto why Mike Leach's tree is so broad and he's had so much influence is because his door was always open. There are countless stories where you'll see people talking about, I called Mike Leach and wanted to shadow him for a day. I ended up with him for a week. You know, 
That's that's how Mike Leach was. I want five minutes of your time. He gave you an hour long interview. Mike Leach was a person of access. And when you have somebody that has that level of information and, and innovation in their head and they open that brain to you and allow you to access it, that's where you get growth and greatness in other areas. When, when you have somebody that's collegial and they want to share things and they don't want to just hoard it and keep it to themselves and they let it continue to innovate because you're right. We don't have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and Robert Griffin in the 2011 offense under Art Bryles without Mike Leach. But Art Bryles wasn't running the same offense that Mike Leach was. Yeah. But it was foundational to what Art Bryles eventually wanted to do. So mm. when you have somebody like that and you lose them and you lose that access to greatness and you lose that access to genius, that's when a little bit of the light in the world goes out. Yeah, I and I'll, I'll close on this note. Leach to me, like I think Nick Saban, no knock on Saban too. Saban had that long tenured run of would not be beaten by his assistants, right? He was always going to be the, he was the guy. Leach was, I hope I get beat by all of my assistants. And that's yeah. what, you know, that's what he started and sparked through all of that coaching for you mentioned of guys who had more success than Leach as a head coach, but were the apprentices under one of the great minds of our time. Um, Joe, speaking of time, we're so far over because again a lot of weight on today's show it's been, a, it's been a heavy big 12 day man i just yeah i just want to thank you for being the wise sage that that shows up and when tough you are the mr rogers of today's locked on baylor podcast which i very much needed um and this was just even generally a help to me absolutely when when drake c toll calls you answer the phone I I tell myself that at least I hope right uh, in the mirror. No, um, that is it's something that all, all three of these topics are, are tough. And so thank you again for for ha tackling those with me. That's at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman on Twitter. Check out his stuff at our Daily Bears as well. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. We push back Zach Blackerby to tomorrow to talk about Ron Roberts and the entire situation at Auburn, otherwise known as Baylor East. All that and more tomorrow on Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Baylor!